book that the kids watch. It's called it's called Fat Abbott, and he just swears like a sailor, but it's in that silly voice. So it just it's I won't do it now that we're recording. So um well I can edit it out, whatever it is. No, it's no, I'll just I'll save it for later if I remember. So all right. So so how was work? <laughs> it was fine, dear. How was your day? Oh, you know, just just listening about how close we came to democracy ending. You know, that that, that was mostly my my afternoon. <laughs> uh, democracy ended a long time ago, way before that dickhead ever got close to it. So I mean it's not yeah i mean he's he's just a symptom he's not the cause um oh i know i know let me where where was i looking i was actually doing something and then i started thinking about that now you've got me spiraling uh no i'm joking um i'm on antidepressants now um where what was i looking for standings (laughs) that's what i was looking for yeah i want the driver's standings is it based on playoff points? I want playoffs. Okay. There's playoffs, right? Yeah, what what do you what do you want? I want NASCAR playoff standings. That's what I want. Come on now. It's yes, ESPN actually gives it to me. NASCAR's website doesn't necessarily give it to me. So okay. Cool. I've got that. I've got the results from the race pulled up. Uh, do you have, have Do you have your your Rotten Tomatoes movie selected? I've got a couple. I don't know. I got, which... Okay, I only have one. So, <laughs> well, I'm only well. I I have a couple, but like I don't. I just in case we pick like the same one. I doubt. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sounds good. I will just pull this one up. I, last night I was thinking about it. It's like, should we actually compare this to the to the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes because that's more in line with what the race poll is, or go off the critic score because that, let's let's say let's let's admit it, people are dumb. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of well, there's plenty of dumb critics too. So, um, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road has like a 98. That movie that, was not good. Yeah, so, that, oh, I, oh. Another one. I found someone else that didn't like that movie. It, Thank I mean, it's, God. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But oh. there are people that just like wouldn't stop gushing about it. It's like it's just it's fine. Like it's like the peak of modern cinema or whatever. Like it's <laughs> I mean, like what? Like there's a guy too- playing a guitar that breathes flames. Is it too much just to ask for a villain where I can understand a single damn word he says? <laughs> What the hell are you saying? Like I you sound, know. you sound like a rusty carburetor, dude. Like this is like what? The, 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 how how soon after the Dark Knight Rises did that come out? And it's like, oh, oh, there's so many practical effects, and there's like a 20 minute CGI like sandstorm scene. Like, the, anyways, um, yes, I've got my movie picked out, and I am ready to get this going whenever you would. Like All right. Okay, hold on. Uh, Making sure I got everything I need. All right, so before we get it, we start, like, is there anything that you're wanting to talk about? I think the three big things from this race are uh, one, late race caution that wasn't called, or a non-caution that wasn't called yeah. with, with Kislowski there at the end. 
the decision to pattern out there at the end, especially how it kind of bit a lot of Joe Gibbs cars in the butt. Um, and then Bubba Wallace's pit crew and his, yeah, I, I and, got his and his outrage over the uh, um, over the radio. Also, I guess we could just kind of talk about how we thought the new car did at Nashville, how we thought mm-hmm. the race just kind of was on the whole. I, I got th- things I wrote down, Bubba Wallace pit mistake and Truex Jr. returning for next year. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Nashville Super Speedway or the fairgrounds. Uh, which do, would you prefer? Late race, late race caution, not late race wreck, not called for caution. What was the other one you said? Oh, uh, oh, late pit stop, late pit stop. Yes, late pit stop. Okay, and then Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> All right. What genre of movie did you pick? <laughs> I, I can't get. I'm not going to give that away. <laughs> Uh, okay okay what? fine okay it's, it's a holiday movie okay good good cool we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't pick the same movie then so okay good i i just found like this like seven-year-old website that apparently had like was tracking scores by percentages like and stuff and it hadn't been updated so but i got inspired by that so and the final score was 71 percent 71.2 Point two. Okay. Little crap. So, anyway, all right. Oh, well, let's get, let's fire this. Light light this rocket. All right. <coughs> all right. And welcome back to dropping the hammer with Dale McFadden. Uh, I'm Dale McFadden, uh, NASCAR writer and reporter for FrenchTrash.com and SpeedSport.com, uh, and a former NASCAR writer at NBCSports.com. Uh, ready to come talk to you guys about last weekend in NASCAR, which saw the NASCAR Cup Series at Nashville Super Speedway and saw Chase Elliott win his second race of the year. And to do that, I'm joined by my good friend, John LaFollette, or who, as, he, as he's known in other circles, the owner of the biggest man crush for Andrew Luck. Uh, <laughs> and damn proud of it too. I'm president of that fan club. Um, how many me- how many members are in this, in that uh, that club? Me, <laughs> the only one. I'm proud, proud solo member. Uh, Andrew, if you're listening, I miss you. I love you. I need you. Um, no, moving on. I'm <laughs> enough you, of those that. of you not, for those, those of you unaware. Since you retired unexpectedly, what five? It's years? It, you know it's it's like a, it's it's like Pearl Harbor. It's a day that lives in infamy. It never goes away. But Andrew Luck's the former starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. So who who went out in his prime having never played in the Super Bowl? So John's about to cry. <laughs> I mean, what am I? I mean, yeah, you're right. What, like that's why it's so sad. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? It's like it's like it's like it, it would be like um, I don't know if he's in his prime anymore, but it'd be like Denny Hamlin like retiring like right now, like right in like in the middle of like a season where he like he has I'm just, I just I pick him because he's like the one big driver that hasn't won a championship yeah. yet that's near the t- but he's like he's like 41 Andrew Luck wasn't even 30 when he retired I don't think so Gosh, well, anyways um <laughs> I have NASCAR. another NASCAR. I, have, I have a question okay let's hypothetical same scenario as the last couple laps of that race everything played out the exact way that it had up until that last caution 
where all the drivers came in with about nine to go or so to pit. You are Kyle Busch's crew chief, and you are in second place. What do you do? Well, so the usual way of line of thinking with this is to do the opposite of whatever the leader does. Yes. Um, which would have worked if more people had done that. That, that. that was one of the things that screwed them over is that not enough people did the opposite. Uh, and so there was a good chunk of drivers, I think, I believe. Uh, There's 12, like 12 or 13 yeah, drivers Kyle, stayed out. Yeah, he started 11th or 12th. Uh, but one thing that further screwed over the 18, 18 team is they only took two tires. Uh, and he went, winds up finishing 21st. Um, meanwhile, someone and he like got, and didn't he get stuck behind like a, bad, a car that had a bad restart? Didn't he get stuck behind because last I, I never saw, turn one? I never saw a good replay of. Like, I think he got, I think he also got hung up by track, but you're right. He only took two tires. He didn't take four. So, but meanwhile, you have someone like Ross Chastain who took four tires and also, you know, also pitted. He finished fifth while Kyle Busch, uh, finished 21st. So, uh, the compounding mistakes air, uh, resulted in Kyle Busch not being anywhere near the, and Denny Hamlin also pit and he finished sixth. But here's, here's my thing you're in second yeah. and on the restart, you're going to start either you're going to start with no one else in front of you, whatever lane you're given, you're going to start with no one else in front of you. And I know Chastain. So, so, so what if you don't pit, but everyone behind you does. And so now you're on the front row of Chase Elliott on old tires. And now everyone behind you is got four. I mean, got, I get got that. A, got four feel goods ready just, to go. Just tire wear didn't seem to be that big of an issue in this race. It seemed like you had, you either had a good car or you didn't like, yeah, Chastain pitted, he finished fifth, but he was also running pretty well most of the night. Um, well, you got to remember these cars were set up for day racing. Yes. Like, oh yeah. 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 I mean, the weather and, was, and then the weather was nuts in this race. Three hours of delay. So the, and we saw, and we saw some cars and you know, we saw um, like Daniel Suarez was running second. He had a really good car there to start that race. I don't know um, what happened. Well, like him, they, they, yeah, never, they never explained it. He was just like gone. He like, said he had a, he said he had a handling issue, but also just like the track started to change. Uh, the weather started to change. Um, and we saw him just sink like a stone. Joey Logano qualified well, and he sank like a stone right from the get go as well. Um, he finished ninth. I don't think he pitted there at the end. I think he stayed out. Um, I mean, he he salvaged uh, his race that way, but like, my point is, is like, like, yeah, tire wear plays some bit of uh, difference here, but this, but, you know, this isn't Darlington where it's just night yeah. and day where four new yeah. tires, you're going to rock it by everybody. It just seemed like either you had a car or you didn't. And Kyle Busch had a car. He led a lot of laps. A lot of Joe Gibbs cars led a two, lot of laps two, in this race. 250 laps. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and uh, uh, Kyle Busch combined for 250 laps. Didn't win. Yeah. Instead, Chase and, Elliott. Right. And this was a race where, you know, it, it's Sonoma. Joe Gibbs just crapped the bed across the board. Yeah. I think the best finisher at Sonoma was 21st. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they did finish in the top 20. And so this was uh, a, a really great sign for that team to see three of their cars up there running well and leading a, a lot of laps. Christopher Bell finished eighth. He had a top 10. He had a strong run, too. So across the board, your whole organization is doing well. And then 
all I didn't all four of their cars come in. Like they didn't even try and split the strategy. Like the entire team just came in on that last pit stop. And now your best finisher is Christopher Bell. And every and Denny Hamlin came in sixth, excuse me. But like Denny Hamlin was running third. <laughs> I and I know I know it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback or Tuesday evening quarterback as we record this podcast, but it, my, my gut just told me that that was a bad call. And it just feels like things could have gone differently if, you know, because even if he has old tires and everyone else um, behind him has new tires, he's not going to get stuck behind a slower car necessarily for at least, at least in turn one, because he's, there's no one in front of him. Like that was another issue that around that restart. I, I, I distinctly recall someone going up the track, getting loose, and slowing everyone behind them down. And I think that's what Sun... Are you talking about uh, the, the Keselowski Yes, yes. I, I think... Or it was, it was right on the restart. Some car, it might have been Keselowski, got super loose and ran up the track in one on the restart. And I think Kyle Busch was behind that car and got held up. And I think that's why he... I think uh, that just sunk his restart. I haven't seen... Like you, I haven't seen a replay, but I distinctly recall seeing something like that. But again, if you're Kyle Busch and you're in second place... You don't have to worry about Bryce Kozlowski. It just, <laughs> my gut just told me like, mm, this isn't really, you know, and again, to the victors go to the spoils here. Um, you know, Chase Elliott, it's not like, I guess we can kind of say, unless you have something else to talk about the, the, the strategy the, the, here. I mean, the, the, main, the main thing is like, you might commit to something, but you don't know if it's the right call until you're on pit road. And then you're looking back up there. It's like, oh, okay, who else came and who didn't? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that... I'm sure they saw so so many guys who didn't, and that's why they put on two tires to just yep. make sure they got ahead of everyone else that did pit. Well, did they, you see the way? Did you see the way Kyle Busch just stormed out of pit lane after he got his like? I like they weren't even like as soon as the car like was dropped, he was gone. Like they like he he drove away with the fuel guy. Like still like the fuel guy was like <laughs> I did not. Like, yeah, like if you go back and watch, like the fuel guy's like surprised. Like he's like try, he's getting tugged by the car as Kyle Bush is driving off because the fuel thing is not dislodged from the car yet. So um but again it's not like Chase Elliott you know lucked his way into this. He was running up at the in the in the top uh port sector of this race in the top five most of the night had a good car. It's not like he lucked his way into it. Um, but still, <laughs> for, for JGR, you just think, you know, if you, if knowing, I'm sure knowing what they know now, they would have done it differently, knowing that, you know, 12, 12 or so cars are staying out. But I just, I was texting you in the moment. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's like, stay out. <laughs> it, yeah. But like, like I said, the, the usual way of thinking is just do the opposite of whatever the leader does. So if Chase Elliott peels off, Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for Kyle and for Kyle Bush and JGR, unfortunately, they're just in the wrong spot because they were all sitting two, three, four. So they're the first cars going in and they're thinking that everyone's going to take their example. And then, you know, as they peel off, there's 10 other cars that follow the leaders. So um, it's just it's just interesting. And it just and it just sunk their whole race, um, you know. Um, but speaking of JGR, uh, Martin Truex is back. He announced that that's all he had to say in, in, in his most low key possible way. It's like he, he was asked by Jordan Bianchi in the media center. It's like, so are you, are you coming back? It's like, yeah, I'm going to be back in 19 next year. Like, just this, <laughs> this low key, like, which, which, you know, I, after, I appreciate after, that. after weeks and weeks of like, is he going to retire? Is he going to stay? And his disposition really seemed like he was leaning towards retiring, even, even though he's not terrible this year i mean he's 
I mean, after this race, he is. I mean, he's 14th and he's seventh overall, 14th seventh. in the playoff standings. But yeah, I mean, he's solidly above the, the, the cut line in terms of points. He's having a very strong season. Um, maybe not to the standards that we're used to seeing him in recent years. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he, he has the fewest top fives out of the top 11 cars with just two. Yeah. So, um, but he, you know, he almost had a win at Las Vegas. And I, 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 I have to imagine that finally getting this behind him uh, was very freeing for him or because he was on fire <laughs> Sunday. I don't know. If, like the, some of his restarts were insane. Yes. Yes. Like, several restarts. Yeah. Just like, rocking it around the top. He was one of the, the first top. cars. Like, yeah. He was one of the can, first cars that made that top line work in that race. Wait, you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was, no, he was great. Um, and I, I, one of the reasons why I know, um, you know, he's spoken about this. One of the reasons why Truex has been so um, on the fence is just this new car. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has openly said, you know, this car is, it's a handful. It's, 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 uh, it's something that he's still getting used to even at the halfway point no, of the season. No, he, he said like at that press conference where he announced it, he said like this weekend was the first time where he got in that car in practice and said, Oh, this is good. I like this. <laughs> well, it helps when you're fast. So. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I can only imagine what it's been like for like drivers like him, Kevin Harvick, um, Kurt, 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 no, Kurt Bush has shown that he's been able to adapt very well to it, uh, but he adapts to everything. <laughs> so Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I can't imagine what it's been like for, for that kind of batch of drivers having to get used to uh, this whole new way of doing things this, this late into your career. Um, meanwhile, the other drivers are like, okay, what, what's this new thing? Uh, right, for sure. And that's something that Jeb Burton spoke to um, on the NBC broadcast, which thank goodness the NBC broadcast <laughs> is taking it. It was so nice to watch. It was so nice to watch um, a NASCAR race where it was treated like a top level of racing and not, you know, some hee-haw cracker barrel hour. Um, oh, well, we, 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 got, we got a good race coverage and Rutledge Wood at a bar. Hey, not just any bar. It's Tootsie's that sponsors Daniel Suarez, who listeners know is our homie or amigo, I should say. Um, so it's fine. Um, I've been to uh, the, I've been to that bar. It's a, it is a cool bar. So I have not been to it. Uh, I'd like to go. Last time I was in Nashville, I thought about going, but there was just a line around the block to try and get in, and mm. it was like a ninety degree day. It was way too hot, so I didn't do that. Um, what was I? Oh, now you got me off, off topic. What was I talking NBC, about? NBC oh, coverage. Yes, NBC yes, NBC coverage. coverage. Yeah, Jeb Burton was saying not just as far as he kind of expanded on just not just you know how drivers have to adapt to it, but how teams have had to adapt to this, and how for new teams like Trackhouse to an extent twenty three eleven, which we'll get to their issues here in a second, but like for teams like Trackhouse, you know they came in new with this new car as a two truck team right yeah. from the get-go for this new car they're not you know a jgr or penske or a hendrix where they're these you know big battleship behemoth teams with decades are, of data with, and- yeah with decades of data for an old car yeah and now they've got to steer this big ship that was his analogy you know into this you know more uh sort of malleable sort of car with a track house they came in this was this is their mo from the get-go so and that was something i hadn't even thought about necessarily before so i like the way that he articulated that um it's why yeah it's why you've seen them them win three races it's why you've seen four first-time winners this year because it everything is blank slate so and we're not gonna 
go to a repeat track until two weeks from now at Atlanta. So then, then we can finally maybe see uh, who's learned the most. So, uh, but yeah, NBC, yeah, NBC's coverage. It was a breath of fresh air. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely a breath of fresh air. Uh, I even I even watched a little bit of pre-race coverage, which I never do for Fox. I always just go to Bob Pockers' Twitter account to see the green flag times. Like, all right, I'll tune in then. So, um, the, 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 the only the only beef I really have with NBC's coverage uh, was for the Xfinity race, the the running order graphic. All the all the car numbers were the same color. Yeah, it was all blue. Yeah, I didn't know purple, why. Purple's for that's Xfinity's color or something. It's a sponsor thing i don't know yeah and it is well in comcast i think owns nbc don't they yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. okay so that that i guess that makes sense but like still i i would much rather i'm with you i got confused there for a second i was like is this because it's like some sort of like special race or something is it a holiday i didn't know about (laughs) yeah i was i was confused by that as well um and the Xfinity race was a total snooze fest. And I, I, I mean, Justin Algar dominated, but I had an okay time watching it. Like, I mean, he, he he did dominate, but like, how given how exciting some of these Xfinity races have been this year, that was just kind of a snooze fest. But granted, last year Nashville, I mean, Kyle Larson just crushed that race last year, from what I recall. So oh, I yeah, think, yeah, I, I think did. just with, I think just with the old car that track just doesn't necessarily race very well. And then that just kind of shows why they did ditch that track in the first well, no, place. But, but, but while, while Larson dominated last year, the racing throughout the pack was actually Yes, it very was. Good. That is true. Yes, um, that is true. It was not, you know, like the Atlanta race that uh, Blaney snuck in and stole there in the last eight laps where it was yeah. just single file follow the leader. No, you're right. It was racing. And, and, I thought, and, I thought, and, and, if, and if Ross Chastain, who, who did a pit strategy thing and pitted when no one else did, if he had like maybe I don't know, oh that's five, right, five more laps, I he might have gotten to Larson. I that's right. I heard, yeah, I remember that now. I remember yeah, oh. Chastain was chasing him down through the last couple laps to go. That's right. I remember now that you mentioned it. Um, but I mean, I thought the new car was pretty rare. I mean, on the whole, oh, I this, was, this, this ra- was one of the most entertaining. Like I mean, Charlotte was a fun race. Uh, Kansas was a good was a great race, but this. I mean, seeing like Jenny Hamlin and Mark Truex Jr. just like back and forth, back and yeah. forth was absolutely thrilling. And then there was that one restart where, where, where Chastain uh, decided to put his car in a hole that wasn't completely there. Yeah. And then they were three wide for multiple laps. Multiple laps. And multiple then, they sw- laps. then they switched positions to just. Yes. It, and then when we're still three wide for a few more laps. Yeah, it was it was great racing. Um, and it was like you saw that throughout the pack. And like even when even when there would be instances like to mention, you know, going three wide for multiple laps, that was for second place. And Kyle Bush is just driving away. <laughs> but then like once they get sorted out, they were able to catch him. And even when Denny Hamlin got a big lead there to start out. Suarez was able to run from six up to second. And he was before a caution came out, I think it was the stage break. He was cutting into that lead. Um, so it felt like, you know, you could, it felt like the, the, the next gen car did its job here. It was very racy throughout the whole field, just because someone was in the lead didn't necessarily mean that that lead was safe. You, you could yeah. see drivers come up to them um, and challenge for leads. I thought it was fun. But no, that's been, no, but that's really been the case on most of the ovals is that the leader isn't getting out to like, seven second lead or anything like that if anything it's like less than four 
yeah. the most. Uh, like Gateway, uh, the leader never got more than like six car lengths maybe away. So that that's it's the, the next gen car has been a success on intermediates. Work in progress on short tracks. Um, yes, and yes. it's it's betting five hundred on road courses. So it was it was good at Coda, not so great at Sonoma, and so we're gonna get uh, see see what see what happens at Road America this weekend. Um, speaking of you know Chase Elliott obviously won, and we mentioned Keselowski on that restart. He gets involved in an incident there as they're coming to the white flag. Yeah. Obviously, no caution is called. And then the comments and, you know, the, the uh, you know, a lot of beliefs, you know, Chase Elliott, the most popular driver, the Golden Boys in the league. Yeah, they're, I, they're not going to wave a yellow flag. Um, I, I, but you know what I thought about when this happened was the All-Star race and how yes, they, called, yeah. they called a yellow for a non-event. For, for, just, for just brushing... Yes, the, the and here the, there's like, and here there's actually substantial contact. Like yeah, Kisla, like Kislowski's in, an, like in another car. I, I can't. I don't. I don't remember who the other was. It Priest? Were they, was it was the teammates or was it Busher? No, but no, it wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have been Priest. I don't think. I forget. But anyway, who it no, was. but it's like Kislowski hits the wall enough where he is slowed down. Yeah, like he, he like something's that, broken on that car. Yeah, that car. That car is just puttering along, just puttering along the front stretch, just putter, 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 and they're not throwing the caution. I'm like, no. And then final lap, <laughs> they're cut, the lead, Ch- Elliot and um, Kurt Busch are coming down the back stretch. And you see Keselowski's car pulled over into the grass. Yeah, wobbling as he like, goes yeah, into I'm the like, grass. Yeah. And like, thank this, this was the same race control that the first caution in the race, Josh Blicky brushes the wall or whatever, and he slows down, coming down the back stretch, and gets on the apron, and they throw the caution. Yeah. And like <laughs> you just I get it, I get it's the end of the race. Um and Elton Elton Sawyer, who's an NASCAR official, he he was on Series X and NASCAR radio today and he explained it. I, I haven't actually got to listen to it yet. But it the, the quote that they tweeted was that you know we did it's like on a case by case basis or whatever. I'm like I mean I get that, that the, because I get that Keselowski's a, a lame duck. No, yeah, exactly. Um, like, I get that it's a case by case incident because every accident is its own thing and it presents its own set of, you know, circumstances you have to evaluate. And all this is happening in real time when cars are going 180 miles an hour into, into turns. And I get it. But I'm just asking for a little bit more consistency here. Yeah. <laughs> because um, the incident you mentioned with Balicki, his car is still moving. Yeah. And they bl- and they and he just kind of brushed the wall and they wave and they throw the caution here. Like Kislowski was a wounded car. Yeah. Like, but he did not get onto the apron of the track until the other cars came around through turn four. And he's just now getting onto the apron at turn one. He's a yeah. wounded car. And thankfully, there was no sort of debris that was on the track that could have cut a tire or something. And then you've got yeah. an even bigger mess on your hands. Um, but you know, it could that could have been a serious safety issue. Um, and, and, and I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I, again, I know it's a tough job. It's not a job that I want because then you get people like us on podcasts questioning your decisions, <laughs> but I just, you just want to see a little bit more consistency and how they do these. But again, it's hard to mm. do that because like I said, every accident is, is different. Um, and I know that, you know, Josh Balicki gracing, you know, grazing the wall, blowing an engine or whatever on lap 
whenever that was versus Keselowski getting into that incident on the last lap as they're coming to the white flag, it's different. You know, you have to add some context there, but it just, it, it doesn't. I, it doesn't I, would, I would have thrown that caution. I, mean, I would like, too. I yeah. It's like, I mean, also not, I mean, the guy sitting at home, I, I wanted one more restart, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think NASCAR was just like, you know, it's, 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 it's 1130 at night. We've been doing this, you know, almost for eight hours now. Maybe it's just time yeah. to go home. I would hope that's not it. I'm just being facetious there. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I, but if, yeah, if I, if I agree with you, I would throw the caution. And as a fan, yeah, I would like to see another restart because the restarts there are crazy. Anyone, anyone who wants to call this a Miss Mickey Mouse win. It's not. For Chase Elliott. Like, if NASCAR rigged these races in any way, shape, or form, Dale Earnhardt Jr. would have won, like, 40 cup races. Yes, he would have yes. won a championship. Yeah, none of that happened. So. Oh, I know. I I agree. I I definitely agree. Um, I'm just kind of going through the field here. Good night for Ryan Blaney, given how <laughs> his night went. Oh yeah, like he he said he he just he spun trying too hard at one point and clipped the wall, almost nailed Austin Centric. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that was a pucker moment. It's like oh yes, yes. You know he comes in third after a wild night. Uh. Austin Cedric again had uh, to come into the pits with yeah. uh, what he thought was a tire issue, which wasn't a tire issue at all. He comes in seventh and salvages his night. Logano, I mean, we did, it's just, you know, as like the Penske cars really struggled throughout the night across the board and the JGR cars across the board were awesome. And then because the Penske car stayed out and JGR pitted, you know, the results show something completely different. So it, 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 it always comes down to the last pit stop, pit stop man. Yep, it, it does. And speaking so, of pits, speaking of pit stops. Uh, we, we, we come here today to mourn for <laughs> Bubble, <laughs> like, Bubble, Bubble Walsh's pit crew. It's, um. <laughs> it's, I can't think of another time where I've, I mean, look, I'm an avid racing fan and I can't think of another time. Yeah be it IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, whatever. I cannot think of another time where the general consensus among active viewers and fans of the sport is just like eyeing an entire pit crew, expecting them to screw up on a weekly basis. Uh, On the the Athletics uh, podcast, the teardown, they they, they posited that is is 2311's number 23 pit crew the worst pit crew ever for a top <laughs> cup series race team. <laughs> I mean it's a fair it's a fair question. I don't have enough historical background or, or info to, to answer that. But like the, it's, the it's, question it's, is like would they still be doing this with five lug nut wheels? That that's what I want to know. Like would <sighs> would they be having up to six loose wheels in a year to this point if it was it's, still five lug nuts? It's um, it's 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 insane. It's it's you know these look i understand there's a lot of changes yeah. and we've seen a lot of other you know we've seen uh i think denny hamlin you know has had issues and his pit crew got suspended and whatnot i think it happened to harvick too as well has, um, hasn't, hasn't happened to wait i don't think it's happened to harvick yet and i don't think it has no it happened to kyle larson yes yes um, that's it's happened to justin that's haley it tw- it's happened to justin haley twice right it's he's happened been out, he's been out without his Gucci for uh eight like of 16 races. Like, oh my gosh like look and the, like, i get it it's new everyone's learning and you know back to the nbc broadcast they did a great job of showing just what the issue is getting these tires on but 
with Bubba Wallace, it just seems egregious. Yeah. It seems like they, they get their pickers from Joe Gibbs Racing. Yes. They, they lease them. So this is like Joe Gibbs Racing's B team. Uh, JGR is going to get the best ones. And then. And you're telling like you're, you're telling me that like. Okay, so here's a question. And this is just straight like I, I, I generally don't know. Maybe you know the answer to this. Do the JGR guys do Cup and Xfinity? Um, or is like are so, so, so like are I, know, guys... I know I know there's there's one there's at least there's one team that won't let their pickers do both just okay. so they could that they could be focused on one right and that makes sense that makes sense but I'm, just saying, I'm just I just I'm just curious is. if like I was just curious if like anyone on like Ty Gibbs's crew is also going over the wall for Hamlin or Truex or Bush on Sundays but like. The point is, is like you can't find someone better at the Xfinity level. I know, but I know they're they're doing five, they're doing five lug nuts still and all that, yeah. and it's a totally different car now. So that's probably well, here's a, my thing. Like Kurt Busch isn't having these problems. No, he's not. He's in the playoffs. Swap those pickers. <laughs> like, well, well, then again, well, then again, like did does his did his uh, crew come over from Chip Ganassi? Is that Ganassi's uh, crew? Is that Ganassi's crew and no, GGR? No, 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 that's not a track house thing. Remember. He's, he's well, never, well, right, but so. like, but like, but 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 Trackhouse just got Ganassi's like stuff for Chastain, I thought, or they just, did they did they take the two cars for the one and the forty two, and then segue that to the ninety one and the one? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Okay, I I wasn't sure. So, but 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 still, your point, like, it's not happening to Kurt Busch's team. Mm-hmm. So why is it happening to Bubba Wallace's team? Not just like like repeatedly. To the point at the where, worst possible time. At the worst possible time. Because his where, like Wallace's like first two pit stops, he only lost like one spot. He's yeah. like, oh guys, improvement. improvement. And he had a he had a very good car. Oh yeah. He was, no, like, he was, he was the fastest in yeah. That fastest single lap. He was second when it came to five lap average. Then he had the fastest 10 lap and 15 lap average. Uh, by far and away, his best practice session. Yeah. He just did, got did, he, did, he just got did, loose in turn one and qualifying and sunk. Yeah, so he yeah. starts thirtieth, but then he drives up to like sixth or seventh. Yeah, um, and then the tire issue happens, and he goes all the way back. He gets a he goes a lap down. If it's yeah. not for the rain, maybe he doesn't get that lap back. But nonetheless, he races back up to the top ten again, and then he gets screwed on pitch strategy through no fault of his own. Um, and then he's back in the, in like 26 or something. And then he salvages, uh, well, you know, 12th place here because he stayed out there at the end, but just, just what, a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a shit show. Like it's yeah. an absolute, it's, <laughs> and, it, ha- it happens at Kansas. He, he lost his, the wheel at Coda. Yeah. So he lost Booty Barker for four races. Then you have the whole thing at Charlotte where they told him to like, Stay back so you don't get into any potential wreck on this restart after he had been in an accident and they weren't aware of the rules apparently on getting up to speed. And he just, he got, I don't, not disqualified, but he, he didn't get up to speed in time. Right. And his night was done and he still had a perfectly good car. Yeah. So, or, or just, um, or, or, or even, or even incidents outside of his own control, like uh, the one I forget what track it was, uh, where he just got demolished by Eric Jones, who was already crashing, and he went to avoid it and just destroyed oh, his car. Vegas, Vegas. yeah, yeah. Um, things like, and he had an otherwise good run. It just got screwed up through that, through that. But it's just, but just sticking with the pit crew thing, like 
I understand it's a new car. And like I said earlier, it, this is happening to a lot of teams and a lot of drivers, but they seem to be improving. And it's just not getting better for Bubba. <laughs> and it, it, see, it feels like it's getting worse just because it's, com- it's compounded. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think you'll if – I, if I quote what he said on the radio verbatim, you'll just bleep it out. But it's out there on Twitter, so I won't say it because I'll, I'll save Daniel some time on, on editing this. But, like don't, – don't, don't effing talk to me for the rest of the race. Yeah, he you, said, you, you MFers, don't effing yeah. talk to me for the rest yeah. of the effing race. Um, and that might be a little out of pocket, but, like – there's a huge spotlight on him. Yeah. He's for a lot of reasons. He's, he's, the, huge he's, the, most, he's the most scrutinized NASCAR driver. Yeah, he is. Um, for, 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 you know, reasons of his own doing like driving for choosing to go and drive for Michael Jordan, but also for reasons outside of his own control that, you know, we don't have to elaborate on because people listening to this show already know, but the, the, word, a, the, the word you're looking for, John is racists. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to, take the bait on that i will just leave that there um i i understand where you're coming from i'm not saying i i'm not saying i disagree that's just a whole can of worms and a whole other discussion we don't have time for um but 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 the point is he has a huge spotlight on him and he has a ton of sponsors that pay to put him in a car and to get him in competitive equipment that was the whole reason he made this move to 2311 because he didn't think that petty racing was going to be competitive enough to get him to where he wanted to be and he gets to JGR, which is uh, 2311, which is partnered with JGR, where he's going to have access to top tier equipment and a top tier ride and top tier money. And he's just like you said, he's given the B team crew that continuously lets him down on pit road and just completely spoils what otherwise could have been a good race. Like he would like he could have been in the top five. He could have. You know, if a couple things go his way, maybe he's contending for the win there at the end. But we just don't know because of, again, something outside of his control. So, yeah, that sort of language and anger might directed at his, you know, his his crew might seem out of pocket. But at the same time, I think he's totally justified. And Booty Barker said as much as well when he was asked about it after the race. He's like, he, well, yeah, he's got a point. And, yeah, and Kurt Busch told uh, Jordan Bianchi at the Athletic, he said it's a JGR supply issue. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, and, and and to make it worse like michael jordan's there yeah michael, Jor- michael jordan was there this weekend like like the guy like outside of penske i think he's like the wealthiest owner in nascar like he's he's you know he's michael effing jordan who is as cutthroat and as competitive as they come and he goes this is race to watch a b-team crew ruin his driver's good night yeah we, and, we, we, if we're, we're an ultimate universe uh, we could be talking about Bubba winning Kansas. Yep. Charlotte. Yep. It's, he arguably had the best cars in those races. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty close to a win at Atlanta. And he's um, half a, he's half a car away from winning the Daytona 500. He's half a car. He, li- he literally only had half a car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been the great. That would have been one of the best race win diecasts if he had won that race. Without his right front fender on yep. the car, oh, it's so good. I would, yeah, I would have bought. Yeah, I would have bought that in a heartbeat. Um, so, so that, so that's what four. Yeah, and four? he is, and he's what like twenty fourth, twenty fifth in points. Yeah, like he's not much further ahead of 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 uh, Brad Keselowski, and he had that significant point penalty earlier in the year. So yep. it's just, it's just been one of those seasons that just there's so many. Almost every race has had a fork in the road moment, and it's always been the wrong turn. No pun intended. Almost always been the wrong turn for that team. Um, and I just don't 
like like at this point, he absolutely has to win a race because he can't. He, he's beyond pointing his way into the season. And you just look at what's left in the, on the schedule. Like the only thing that you automatically sort of put up is is, is Daytona, but that's Atlanta. the season finale. Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, that's right. Now also, also Michigan, also Michigan, okay. Michigan is kind of like okay. It's a little bit of Kansas, a little bit of um, yep, the the Nashville. So. So uh, we could see Atlanta and Daytona, but still, like, the point is, is like also po- that, also Pocono. He's he's not bad at Pocono. We he's just running out of real estate. Um, and 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 speaking of 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 you know guys who are running out of real estate, you know Tyler Reddick is just backsliding. Or, I don't even know. I don't even know where he is in the points. Uh, right 13. now, I mean, right right now. Well, as far as the playoff standings go, he's yeah, below the cut line. He's eighteen. He's below the cut. Oh line. boy. Um. And you know, Blaney still has to get a win. Shrek mm-hmm. still has to get a win. You've got Kevin Harvick. You got Christopher Bell. Um, Al Roll is ahead of him in the points. I don't expect him to win, but he's a good restrictor plate racer. He could absolutely go in there and steal Daytona. Um, and you know, this is a guy who to start the season seemed red hot. Um, and ever since Bristol, he's only had two top tens. So the, Bristol was the dirt race that he just coughed away there at the last mm-hmm. lap. Ever since then, he had 39th at Talladega, 30th at Dover. Second at Dar- Darlington, good race there. Thirtieth at Kansas. Uh, yeah, he he had a tire problem at Kansas. He had a he had a really good car at Kansas, but yeah. he, he was one of those guys who had tire problems. Six at the Coke Six Hundred, but then sixteenth at Gateway, thirty fifth at Sonoma, and eighteenth at Nashville. He's just been a non-factor by and large um, since Bristol, and he picked the worst time of the year um, for that to happen. Not there's ever not there's ever a good time, but you understand what I'm saying. Like um, at least when you have a bad race to start the year, you can, you've got plenty of, of runway. But he is running out of runway and and Bubba Wallace as well. It's just, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I, it's I'm, I'm still, I'm still really convinced that Reddick's going to get a win. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Th- th- yeah. This year. Um, uh, it's just a matter of, we're, okay, let me look at the schedule. Where does the schedule go? We got Road America, Atlanta, New Hampshire, Pocono, Indy, Michigan, Richmond, and then uh, Watkins Glen, then Daytona. I don't know. When, when you, when you, when you, Rattle him off like that. Mm. Well, again, uh, he he could be he could get it at Michigan because he had the car to beat at Auto Club until he caught a tire. Um, yeah. But 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 Michigan is different. It's it's much newer surface, so I don't know how how different that will be. Uh... I mean, see, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not there's no gimme there. I mean, not that any race is a gimme, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. tracks that aren't necessarily a strong suit, they're just not really there. So I, that's just another thing to keep an eye on. But um, hmm. do you think we'll have more than? I've asked you this before. Do you think we'll have more than 16 wins at this point? More we than 16 nine, we have race nine, winners? nine left in the regular season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we've nine, uh, nine uh, races. And, uh, and we've got uh, 12 winners. Mm. And the four at a month least, ago, I, a month ago, I was convinced that was going to happen. Um, man, yeah, I don't. I think. I mean, we could get two sixteen winners. Seventeen uh, seems like a stretch. Yeah, but like I said, like I was stretch. I was convinced a month ago it was going to happen. So, I will say, <laughs> I'll just go. I think we'll get fifteen. And I think the 16th will just be the highest non-winner. I think, I, 
I think Blaney, Truex, and Harvick are going to get one. That seems fair. That seems reasonable. Blaney, Harvick, and Truex will get one, and then... Turns out we get nine different winners in the next nine races. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Ty Ty Dillon and Cole Custer and Cody Ware, where'd you come from? Um, (laughs) No, I'm... But, yeah, it does seem like it's starting to run out of road... uh, Yeah, I'll go... That'll be my pick. I'm sticking with it the rest of the way. I'm I'm, I'm going to say... it's 15 out, so I'm going to go 16. 16 so, you, so, you, so you think Reddick gets the win? So Reddick you, gets a win. Bubba you agree gets a win. That, okay, you think Bubba gets a win. What's what's Bubba going to win? Daytona or Atlanta? He was really close. He was really close at both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I would I would love to see that. Um, I'm, no, I'm because of how good he was at Kansas, how good he was at Charlotte. <laughs> And the, how good he really should have been in Nashville. I'm going to go Michigan. So I mean, it's my reservations with him because he's not, he's won there in a truck. So my my reservations with Bubba Wallace is not the driver. Yeah, as we as we've just said. So <laughs> that would be my only hangup. Um, all in all, as just I like this race. Yeah. Um, so, I like I like Nashville. I'm glad it's back. Um, but. Is it the long-term answer here for, for, for NASCAR? I, or are they, they going to do well, right? But are they going to build up the fairgrounds? Well, speed, Speedway Motorsports is still – they're in a holding pattern because they're trying to get it to where that they can operate the track. But that's been in a holding pattern for since, like, December. And the city council has to fill one spot before they can approve the plan that uh, Speedway Motorsports has come up with and that the mayor has, like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. It has to be approved by them. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to, we're not going to see, I don't think we're going to see a race there next year. So answer um, me, answer me this. And I don't know near enough about the Nashville fairground. So I'll defer to your expertise. I've only it seen were. it from the air and on TV. Okay. So. <laughs> but let's just say in a perfect world that everything goes off without a hitch, all the planning and paperwork and legal stuff gets taken care of and NASCAR awards a cup race to Nashville fairgrounds. Why would they do it? over the current Nashville super speedway. I, aside from location, I know that the current tracks a bit outside the city. Yeah. This, this is more in city proper, but just what does this track have that the current Nashville track doesn't? What do the fairgrounds have that would make for a better race over the current location, Nashville? location, location. I mean, is that really it? It's a short track in the middle of a city. That's, I mean, that's true. That like Chase, El- Chase Elliott, you know, said that in his winner's press conference, we're, we're not getting that again. You're not going to build no. a track no. in the middle of the city. No, you're not ever again. No. Uh, yeah, we are well pet. Like that died in 2003. Yeah. Uh, like they opened. They opened Chicagoland. They opened Kansas. It's like, and even then, right. Chicago's not really in this city. It's like no, 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 it's not. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I meant to say just building a new track. Yes. That's no. Nope. 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 It's gone. You got to get creative and start doing like street circuits or something if you want to do something like that. Or the Coliseum, which they did with the right, yeah, something along those lines. So yeah, street course, which I I am very 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 eager to see because I am convinced a street course for stock cars will be a better race than a street course for IndyCar. Um, I am zooming out. Oh yeah, it's right on the south side of downtown. Yeah, it's it's. It's right. It's literally right in the middle of Nashville. Yeah. So I absolutely agree why 
NASCAR would want to put that right in the middle of the city uh, and make it, it would feel, especially for a town like Nashville, like there, there's always something going on in that town. And this would just feel like so well, much more of an event. I, I feel like. Did you, so. did you watch the, the SRX race there last year? They, they packed the place out. I did not watch the SRX. It, last, they, the SRX they, it was packed. It was an event. Uh, it was the track's like biggest crowd since the turn of the century. <laughs> so is how do you know if is it is it high banked? It doesn't look like it's high banked. No, nope, it's not. So you're saying that like IndyCar could possibly go there too. I know they're doing the street circuit race in Nashville. It's only right a half now, mile. Like, it's only a half mile track, I believe. I mean they race it, they race it uh Iowa. So that, they that's, don't mind that's that's three quarters of a mile. Yeah, they don't mind going short. Oh man, I don't I mean they used to race at Richmond. So again, three quarters of a mile, not, not a half mile. Um, eh. I, I think that's, I think that's, that's just, I think they're happy doing the street circuit anyways. Cause then they, again, you're still like in downtown Nashville. Like yeah. Literally in the heart of Nashville. That track runs right by Nissan stadium and over the bridge and stuff. So, um, I mean, I don't have, I don't have any, I, I, I legitimately have no opinions on this. Um, I was just trying to pick your brain. Um, but now now that I now that I see that it's Nash, Nash, the fairgrounds is a 0.596 miles. The bankings, the turns 18 degrees. Oh, so that's not bad. Yeah, you gotta okay. So it's basically six tenths of a mile if you round up a bit. So um my only reservation is, you know, how would NASCAR run on that? I know just given how the St. Louis race was was okay, Martinsville was not good. But again, they're still figuring stuff out. It's the first year. It's the first year, yeah. um, and and this this current the, the plan for the Nashville Fairground Speedway seems like so far out at this point. They're going to go back to Nashville at the current location. But but yeah, just just judging by where it's located, it seems like a no brainer for NASCAR to do. And I don't know, I don't know if NASCAR be willing to award a spring race at Nashville well, Super Speedway and then do a fall race or something well, at the fairgrounds. I don't know what if you split it up. That probably well, hurt attendance at both races. If Speedway Motorsports gets, you know, to run it, they would have both that and Nashville. And but and multiple Speedway Motorsports officials said they say they believe the market can handle two races at two completely different tracks. Now, would it, they actually it, do that? I don't know. Um, but mm, that is more variety. So. I feel like I feel like it could. It, it probably just because again, Nashville is such it's become such an event. It's like it's like a country five version of, of what Vegas is or what <laughs> Vegas used to be. Like there, there literally is always yeah. something there. Um, I, I, also, like you, you, I mean, you can get more people at the super speedway. Um, so you, you can have this one race where you, you max out the people you can get. And then you have this ultimate special event right. with Nashville, which would be in demand because of what it is. Make it like, like make like make this race, the current race, like a springtime night race. Not a Sunday night race, like a springtime Saturday night race, and then put like Nashville Fairgrounds like in the middle of the summer at night on a Saturday night, or make it like a Saturday night playoff race or something. Well, so, so I've heard some people, you know, say make this and okay, you, you got the the clash the, the start of the year. Make this like end your season maybe one week earlier than typical. Have a week off. And then the week of your banquet, which is in Nashville, have this another exhibition oh, race yeah. at the fairgrounds. Sure. So you could have this whole like celebration thing with, with this race. When it's like that's that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I'd rather go to a race than a banquet anyways. So 
beers beers cheaper and and better probably there um i don't have anything else really to say about this weekend do you i i don't i like it was a good race but what kind of good race was it uh (laughs) uh john uh which brings us back to our uh our our new segment that we we created two weeks ago or john created is kind of like like yeah give credit where credit is due it's my intellectual property (laughs) i'll sue your ass so in case you didn't hear a couple weeks ago uh we john decided to compare the good race score for some the all-star race the all-star oh yeah the all-star race um so it's been a while okay uh the all-star race the jeff gluck's good race poll that he does on twitter the monday after every race uh we, we compared the score for that race to the Rotten Tomato score for Batman and was it Batman Robin? And Robin. It was Batman and Robin. Because <laughs> the All-Star race had an 11% approval rating. And so I, I just asked you if it, which had a better rating. Was it that or Batman and Robin? <laughs> Batman and Robin had a better rating by 1%. And then, oh. then uh, we, we had a week where John wasn't with us. He briefly died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had COVID, same thing. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was joined by my my, my friend Daryl, and so we compared the the good race score for Gateway to uh, <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus, <laughs> which I still haven't seen. I need to watch it. So now we're going to go round three, and this time it's head to head. Head to head. So I have picked a a movie. And John has picked a movie, and we're each gonna try and stump the other one by comparing it to uh, the Good Race poll. And first off, the Good Race poll for the Ally Four Hundred uh, saw a score of seventy-one point two percent said it was a good race. I voted uh, yes. So did I. That's down from last year's race, which was seventy-seven point four, which I just wholeheartedly disagree with yeah i do too that th- this race was a solid b um in my opinion I, th- I think people are either ticked off that the race got delayed till late at night and they get to see the end of it or they're ticked off the chase elliott one though which is typically <laughs> look yeah typically uh, it's, it's the inverse it's like oh this is a low score that all oh, the chase elliott fans are just mad that he did yeah. so which, yeah. which one is it it's the chase elliott effect um so okay so how do okay so so how do, how do we want to do this exactly give me a movie okay, tell me the I'll, movie you picked and i'll pick and then i'll give you mine okay okay i picked the greatest christmas movie ever made john ever <laughs> okay ever made the 1994 tim allen classic the santa claus the santa claus i, I will be I, I was shocked when i saw the score and i was then further shocked by the audience score but we're only going off the critical score. Yes, so, just the critic score. So, um, all right, the, the Santa Claus. For the Santa Claus. Good race. What What was the score for the Santa Claus? First of all, why did you pick the Santa Claus? Because I was just looking through this list. It's like, oh, I like that movie. And I was, <laughs> okay, and I was surprised. Like I said, I was surprised by the score. I was like, okay, okay, and it's close. So you, we have to do this. I think so, it's. I think it's lower. Is it lower? Oh, that's that's my answer. Santa Claus is lower. Nope. Oh. It's really. 
What's the Rotten Tomato score for the Santa Claus? The Rotten Tomato score for the Santa Claus is 73%. Oh, it's right there. Man, you got me. Like, uh, But the audience score, the audience score, 65, 65%, <laughs> which makes no sense. It's a modern classic. I don't care what, I don't care what you, you think about Tim Allen circa 2022. Santa Claus is a classic. I haven't seen that movie probably in like 20 years. It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. That, that, that was a constant play in, I, in the McFadden house every I, year. I will make a point this Christmas to go back and rewatch it. It is and, the per, it's the perfect blend of like modern cynicism about, you know, Christmas okay. and also this, you know, actual sen- sentimentality about it. So it's always just like this perfect blend. I love it. My favorite Christmas movie, uh, it's going to be cliche, but it's, it's a wonderful life. So that's my favorite Christmas movie. Um, the ending just always gets me. So enough of Christmas in summertime. Um, so the race was in Nashville. And I, you, did you choose a Nashville themed movie? Nashville adjacent. Come on, kind <laughs> of. So the race was in Nashville. And as part of the broadcast, NBC had the queen herself, Dolly Parton, on there. Uh, to you know, talk about uh, the race and, and music and, and the, the whole scene there in Nashville. Uh, Is it I nine loved... to five? Yes. Okay. I picked nine to five, which I just watched. <laughs> I just I just watched yesterday. It was on TMC. Um, they're doing for for the month of June. It's Pride Month, and they're spotlighting movies made by uh, LGBTQ directors. And the director of this film, uh, Colin Giddens, was openly gay, uh, and he directed this movie. Nine to five, one of my favorites. Stars Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and uh, Lily Tomlin. I, w- I watched that for the first time last year. Okay. It, I hadn't seen it in a very long time, but it, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Dolly Parton steals the show. I think we ought to get a couple ranch hands and just go down there and beat the shit out of them. I just, I cackled. <laughs> I cackled. It's so good. Um, oh, Dolly, Dolly Parton's always been kind of one of those celebrities that in my lifetime has always been old. But like, like, <laughs> well, Tom, yeah, because like, she, like, she was born in the 40s, dude. I, I don't she know, was, but... but like Tommy Lee Jones, he's just all like you. You never see a, a picture of him young. Same with Gene it's Hackman. Like, it's like it's like he came out of the womb old. <laughs> so, Same with Patrick Gene Stewart, Hackman. Pat, Patrick Stewart always been old, and she, yes. she's always she's always been. It's like, but so this watching that movie was like, oh, she 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 used to be young. Yeah, or even the stuff. I mean, she was back on. She was on TV back in the sixties and seventies. She was in her twenties and thirties, and she yeah, I just oh, she's great. Can't say enough good things about okay. Dolly Parton. But nine to five. Right, tomato score higher or lower than the Nashville race? Seventy-one percent higher. It, it's considered like a seventies classic, isn't it? It came out in nineteen eighty. Get it right? No, I'm joking. Um, that, that means it was made in the seventies. Yes, yes, so. I know. Uh, it got I'm, an I'm, 80. I'm, I'm, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna guess the score. So. Go guess, guess it, guess it. Eighty-three. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Okay. The audience score is only a seventy-four. I was, I was kind of. I, just like you, I was kind of surprised to see it that low because I love this movie. Um, but yeah, when as soon as I was thinking about movies, and I was like, "Oh, Dolly Parton was on the TV broadcast." I'll do nine to five. I, it was between nine to five or the best little whorehouse in Texas. But that's we're not talking about Texas. We'll say we're not talking about Texas. We're talking about Nashville. Um, and I, I, I don't know where this movie. I don't know where nine to five is set. It doesn't really say. Um, but anyways. So there we go. You win this one. So now we have to keep, we have to start keeping track of this. 
So, so you're so you're one of, you're undefeated and I'm 0 and one. So we're gonna start keeping track of this. <laughs> I've got uh, some paper here. I'll just make a Google Doc or something, or maybe like a spread, make a Google Sheet. So we're just track our thing week by week to see how this okay. goes. So all right, <laughs> we'll have right. A, we'll have a whole history of this. So, but um, you got me this week. All right. So, but the way the way I'm gonna well, I, I briefly thought about doing something that was like national related, but. I for I'm I'm always gonna choose like a movie where the score's close, and so it's it, you you've got to like right like you can't pick, right you can't pick like Toy Story because all those no. have like a hundred all those have like a hundred percent no it's got to well, be something well, well if if the Good Race rating is like a ninety five percent and Toy Story yeah like yeah then that opens up a whole other world the, of possibilities yeah when it's when it's mid to like this seventy percent you really gotta you can't just be like Citizen Kane <laughs> what. What has the better score, Shawshank Redemption or the Nashville Super Speedway race? Um, so, yeah, that's always yeah. This one was a curveball. What, what, so. What's wait? What's the what's the movie about the the bear in the sequence? Pad- like Paddington Pad- Two. Paddington Two. Paddington Two. <laughs> yep. Have you, wait? You, you saw the Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yes. Yes. The. the Paddington 2. I cried all the way through it. It made me want to be a better man. (laughs) (laughs) I still have not seen it, those movies, but I have friends. I have I have friends that swear by them. So Uh, yeah. And with that, I I thought I thought the the Paddington 2 being like a masterpiece thing had had been was a meme. That people were just joking that it it, (laughs) but no, apparently people genuinely have you seen the uh have you seen the twitter account where this guy just photoshops paddington into a movie or tv show every day till he forgets to do it yeah yeah (laughs) it's so good (laughs) uh so good anyway we're gonna end we're ending on paddington too yes neither of us have seen so well that's that's been uh this week's episode of dropping the hammer with dealing with i'm dealing with fadden uh be sure to to uh go to friendstretch.com uh where i'll be publishing my weekly column this week i interviewed sam meyer junior motorsports uh xfinity series driver sam meyer today and that'll be uh releasing the column based off that and also in podcast form uh i i thought about just attaching it to this episode but this was kind of a long episode and so was the interview so uh that'll be two separate episodes uh but again thank you for listening also this weekend i will be at road america uh, covering the race. It'll be my first visit to Elkhart Lake, Lake Wisconsin. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I've watched races there for ever since watching IndyCar races in the 90s, so I'm really looking forward to going up there for the first time. Who knows? Might be NASCAR's, or at least the Cup Series' last visit there for a while with a street course uh, potentially coming, and Adam Stern from Sports Business Journal saying that the first, the track that might get the cut in order to do that would be road America. So, um, but we'll yeah, see. Potato, uh, potato. It, we'll see. It, I, I, I want to get there one day too. I'd love to see an Indy car race there. Uh, let me know how it is. Best be safe. Best travels. Thank you. But yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, you can follow oh, before me. We go, before we go, we always do picks. Like who's, oh, who are you going right. to pick? Uh, like, just road Chase Elliott again. <laughs> um, you were on the, you were on the Reddick train. Reddick till he wins. You got to stick with that. um but like you said he hasn't been doing well lately and he he did just for the sake of expediency i'll just say chase elliott i just i mean he just dominated that race last year i know it's a new car but i'm just gonna i'm gonna say he he hasn't he hasn't really been in well did he win a stage at sonoma or no i don't think he did 
He was up front. Um, but I'm going to go Ross Chastain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or tra- yeah. I mean, the track house is undefeated on road courses. So sure. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, that's completely fair. I will go with Chase just because it just seems both seem like safe bets. So also yeah. Ross has plenty of experience there with yeah, Xfinity. Xfinity stuff. For so, sure. All right. Um, all right. That's Sounds it. Good. That's been this episode. I'm Dan McFadden. Follow me on Twitter at Dan McFadden. Please like and subscribe uh, to this podcast on your preferred platform and on YouTube at Dan McFadden or at youtube.com slash Dan McFadden. And John, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at John Lawfillet, J-O-N-L-A-W-F-I-L-E-T. Or just find Daniel and he'll tag me in the post for this episode. So, All right. Well, thank you. And be sure to check in next week when we bring in a new segment from John called This Week in Andrew Luck History. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's crying again, folks. He's crying. That's a, and with that, we, 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 we start, we end how we began with John in tears. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a good way to finish. Anyway, <laughs> all right, that, this has been Dropping the Hammer. You guys have a great week.